Hi, and welcome to The Loud and Short of It. I'm Ramsey, I'm The Loud One. I'm Jesse, I'm The Short One. This week we're doing an In The Lab for the 2010s and our teens, baby. <laughs> we're we're going to recap the most important things from the views of a white passing man and a full-on white man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to tell you what was important in the last 10 years. And we hit the 2010s both at age 13. We're leaving the 2010s at 23. On job. So from any like reasonable person's perspective, they were probably going to be the most influential decade of our lives. Which is kind of weird that we're recapping it in one hour. It's just weird starting at 13 where you're just like in puberty and fucking annoying and then Indian on your Jordan year. It doesn't mm, make a lot of sense. I'm still fucking annoying though. You it are hasn't changed. But I like you. I don't even know you. Stop, dude. This is not a podcast joke. I hate this shit. He's been doing this all morning. Ramsey becomes very bothered if I pretend I don't know who he is. He's been doing that, and I've been pretending like John McClane from Die Hard was a tiny British elf. We're not giving any more context to that. So to start off, uh, the biggest thing that happened to me in 2019 is that I came up with the I don't know you idea, and that Ramsey came up with the John McClane tiny elf idea. And we're going to make a movie about it. They're both equally beautiful. That's why we're putting them together in a movie. It's yes. going to be an Avengers-type crossover <laughs> event. Let's okay, get well, into this. We yeah, got a lot of okay, content. Yeah, sorry for that. Uh, I think what we're going to do is for the first 15 or so minutes, we're going to go over what's happened in society, which is exciting and important and all that and whatnot. Lots has happened in the last 10 years. But then you'll get what you really came for, which is listening to me and Ramsey talk about ourselves for 45 this minutes. This is our origin story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. This is the flashback episode. This is the first episode of the uh, Loud and Short of It universe, cinematic universe. This is the intro. We're going to go back in time. You're going to meet Teen Ramsey and Teen Jesse. <laughs> They're our first guests. Oh, God. All right. Uh, you go first. Okay, we're going societal. Yeah, 2010. I think, and what we're going to do is we're going to go each year, all ten years, and we're going to say what we think the most important thing that happened that year is, or what will be remembered in 2050, 2100. What are people going to look back and think, oh my god, that happened that year. Oh my god. Oh my god. 2010, Citizens United was upheld by the Supreme Court. Mm, it's pretty sponge. much changed U.S. politics for the worst since that moment. All right, uh... Sponge on that for viewers who don't know what Citizen United is. That's basically a thing that says businesses and corporations and money are all just forms of communication and are protected by the First Amendment. They're rights Mm -hmm. to freedom of speech. So you can give millions of dollars to super PACs and PACs and political campaigns um, pretty much without, sometimes anonymously, it led a lot of dark money into politics and basically said, oh, that's a right. You're allowed so to do our that. Poli- our, <laughs> Citizen United means that our politicians are now for rent. Yeah, exactly. They, it, it legalized bribery in a real way. Jesus. I think that, um, well, you probably got me on this one. What'd you put? Uh, I, Haiti. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that was, like, massive. That was, like, actually fucking crazy. Yeah. See, I kept, I kept it real American, because no one's going to remember anything that didn't happen in America. That's fair. Mine is definitely international. <laughs> Mostly because I definitely didn't look up. What the big important thing happened this year? Mm, okay, hit, hit me with your 2011. Bin Laden. I have Bin Laden and uh, Osama Bin Laden got killed, Gaddafi got killed, and Kim Jong-il died. Yeah. All in the same year, which I didn't remember that all three of those happened right I the same didn't time. I thought that had the I thought Gaddafi died later. Mm-mm. It was apparently all 2011. God, 2011. 
Bad year for shitheads. And it's, but what's scary is that all of that happened and uh, didn't make a big difference in North Korea and it didn't make a big difference in the Middle East. It's all, that was eight years ago. Now we have ISIS instead of Al-Qaeda. And from the light reading that I did on it, or I have done on it, it, it seems like when we got Bin Laden, he was kind of just like, he was just a papaw. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he wasn't like a big player anymore. Um, I don't know, dude. The, the whole thing, it, it's just insane, like, from... Because I, I feel like people older than us don't really have the same perspective we have. Oh, I'm playing. Um, like, our parents, they see, like, this... They saw this, like, rise in terrorists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for us, that was just... There was always terrorists. And terrorists were always I mean, when we Muslims. were, like, five or six years old is when 9-11 happened. So, yeah. from birth, we were just kind of like, yeah, that's a thing that we yeah. just live with. From there, I was like, oh... Getting <laughs> the uh, the shitty racist kids in my school, they uh, that was they just clung, clung to that, and I was like, oh well, fuck. Yeah, we'll Thanks get back to that on the on the Ramsey personal <laughs> yeah. ones. Uh, my twenty twelve, I got Sandy Hook and Batman. Jesus, dude, yeah, that was kind of one of the major years where I mean, Sandy Hook was children that kind of yeah. get put it in a new. I mean, I think everybody in America obviously is severely impacted whenever mass shootings happen but Sandy Hook was kind of the first one where people were just like if you if you don't have the same opinion with me on this anymore fuck you yeah. like it, the the gloves came off after that because yeah. children so yeah <laughs> it took me a while I mean we'll get in that later but still it's just like just the concept of it now looking back it's just insanely fucked up that nothing's changed you know, yeah. like not like nothing, and fucking like the Batman thing, dude. Like, I, I know it sounds fucking lame, but like I still get freaked out going to movie theaters. I remember like whenever there was like, all, I mean, granted, I have fucking massive anxiety. I know it's ridiculous because <laughs> it doesn't happen that often, but like, I remember even like Jesse before we went to go see Joker, he was like, oh, someone threatened to shoot up uh, one of the movie theaters. I remember when we saw it, I was just super uncomfortable the entire time. I was like, I feel like I'm going to fucking die. To be fair, that movie will make you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Even if you weren't afraid for your actual life. But even it was just like, when we saw Queen and Slim, some dude came in by himself with a backpack and sat down next to us. And the whole time I was like, oh, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I can't do this. They're, uh, the other thing that was just troublesome as well, like, obviously I don't just have a fucking photographic memory. I did some research to find what the big thing of each year was. And pretty much every year since 2010, there's been some type of mass shooting that was in the top 10 list for the New York Times or for MSNBC. Like, every every list had some horrible shooting in the U.S. that happened that year. I'm yeah. like, Jesus, man, we have... There's no break here. It yeah. just keeps happening. I'm getting perspective on it now, like, especially looking back, it's just like, nothing's changed. <laughs> like, nothing, no, there's been no effort. There's just been, like... Is that what you a- had written down for this, for 20... 20- no, I had I had something else honestly, but real quick, I do you want to say like the only big change that has happened is that you've just been giving your thoughts and prayers. I have a big change that happened, but it was in twenty thirteen. That's what I had written down right after. Hold on, so mine coming twenty twelve. I'll never forget. Uh, that shit was. I remember those guys came to our fucking school and was like going through that whole deal, and it's just like I was just sitting there like zoinked out of my fucking mind, like. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? How is how is this happening? How can I help? Like, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm a child. That's the thing too. Is just like a little fucking a little a little boy, you know? And they're, they're like, and they're passing around a bucket for like donations and shit. And I was just like, yeah, here's my fucking two dollars or whatever. <laughs> and I just, uh, looking back now, it's fucking ridiculous. Also, with the context of like, it wasn't just Joseph Coney doing that. There was a fuckload other ones doing it. I don't know why he got like zeroed in on. Mm. 
Okay, so what I was going to say, that the only change that has been made that might, that there's horrible arguments to say that this is going to decrease gun violence, 2013 is when Snowden released everything about the NSA and just how far uh, the U.S. government has gotten into tracking its citizens and mm-hmm. other nefarious acts. That's what I have too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like the only the only change we've made that arguably can combat terrorism and other stuff is giving up our First Amendment rights yeah. or at least our rights to privacy. It's not. I'm telling you, dude, it's not making you that much safer. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> like you're getting the the amount of like privacy invasion that has happened is just like whenever you think about this country's ideals. Which, granted, you know, we got to talk context of that, like. It's fucked, dude. Like, you were being spied on constantly. There's a reason that, like, fucking Bill Gates and, like, all these giant tech dudes are, like, they cover up their cameras. Yeah. And they disconnect their microphones and their internal laptops because they know they're being watched. And it's shifted even since that year from, it's not just the government doing it, it's the tech bros. Like, it, it's everybody. At yeah. this point, information on people is, advertising data and other marketing data is worth more than anything else you can possibly get. Yeah. They're selling they're selling your information. The government is tracking you and they're selling your what is that thing that fucking uh just happened we just talked about it last week with something in the UK they they really or oh, the, the NHS the medical sold records. the medical didn't gave away the medical records for free to Amazon so that they could further AI technologies and helping people with their Alexa tell them what diseases they have. You're just a fucking consumer at this point. <laughs> That's bro. what they no see. Shit about you. What well, do you have for fourteen? Um, Man, we, there's we just found nothing positive. Uh, <laughs> uh, ISIS. Oh god. <laughs> ISIS became the the new fucking big scary thing. Yeah. ISIS was so bad that fucking Al Qaeda was like, ah, we're not part of this. Uh, just just about. I don't know, dude. Again, just, there is a trend of fucking. Domestic and foreign terrorism has rose like fucking crazy over the past 20 years. Yeah. Speaking of uh, at-home terrorism, I've got Michael Brown and Eric Garner written down. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I think 2014 is probably the year that... I mean, there's still plenty of bootlickers, and there's always been plenty of people that hate cops, but I think if you had to pinpoint a year where it just made a shift and it became not abnormal... To distrust cops, it was yeah. that wasn't like a thing for, for criminals and other people to say. That was for the average American to just be like, "No, I don't fucking trust the police." Yeah. It's over now. Or they they just like double down and would just like suck their dicks. It, like it, there's no middle ground anymore. Yeah. I mean, like white suburban moms don't fuck with the police now. Like, yeah. I've hit a point where and I my, think that started in 2014. Yeah. I mean, we watched a kid get gunned down for nothing. Yeah. I make a lot of jokes, like, fuck 12 and stuff, but, like, there is a distrust of the police. Like, uh, Jesse's seen firsthand. Like, I got some, I had a sketchy interaction with a cop. It was just like, I don't know, dude. It's, it, it just sucks ass that this is just how it is. Um, and I know there are good cops out there. You know, of course there are. It's fucking stupid to say there's not. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that, like, this is just a consistent fucking problem that, honestly, there's, there's not a ton we can, they can do about Except body cams, but they, you know people are disconnecting the body cams, and these cops are fucking not getting in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is now I'm just sad. Well, we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, I promise. I promise that this will lighten up. We're just banging out what's going to be remembered. And to be honest, when we're talking historically, we usually don't remember the good stuff as much. You know, yeah. maybe in a broader sense we do. Like there, there's, there's the Roaring Twenties. Like we have some good years, but. Even then, when you say that, the first thing that anybody thinks about is what happened right after that. You're yeah. like, no, like, 
Like, we do, I do think we focus on that, and it's not a bad thing. But here's a happy one. 2015, gay, mar- ma- ma- gay marriage legalized nationwide. That's exactly what mine was. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, that, that one was fun, because that was also, oh, fuck, we gotta get into, uh, I guess that's getting into me being fucking, or my past, but I, I was, like, very liberal Whoa. at that point. Ramsey's coming out of the closet Here on air are. this week. Here we are. <laughs> no, but I was like, I like got really liberal at that point. I remember I was just like, yeah, thank God. I was like, fuck the government. How dare you say they can't get married? Yeah. I do wonder if the, the gay marriage issue, the fact that it continued for as long as it did, how many young people that pushed to the left? Because, like, there must, there's, I mean, for you, for example, or other people, there's got to be thousands and thousands of Americans that were, were right-leaning conservatives and then people just kept hating gay people for no reason, and they had gay friends and all this other stuff, and they were like, I can't do this anymore. This is just yeah. fucking weird. And there's, like, one of my one of my like close friends now is gay, and I was just like, I already found he was gay. I was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, because that was, like, my first, like, real interaction with, like, another person. Who was, and then he was just like, I was like, Jesus, dude. Like, it's super fucked up that people are just deciding that these people are, are like, fucking amoral and scumbags whenever I'm just like you don't know any gay people yeah every person who hates gay people does not know any gay people yeah that I mean that's true or they do that ridiculous shit where they're like well that guy doesn't count he's the exception and you're like no they're all the like you're just making shit up you're just listening to what you've been told and I I think like I mean now the conservative party holds on just because of abortion and immigrants but like I think with the gay thing specifically I have some friends right now we have vastly different opinions on abortion and we can still be friends no beef there we will argue with you about it or not if we if you can't if we can't handle that conversation but i don't like hate you mm-hmm. and they don't hate me but if you can look me in the eyes and be like i just hate gay people i'm not gonna fuck with you like there's no there's no getting over that i'm not yeah. like i'm just done with you it's a weird it just doesn't affect your life at all it's just a you're weird... just being a dick for no yeah. re- like it's just an absurd fucking stance to have i can't with the dude I just can't with it. That and uh, the new one. Just fucking let... We're we're getting into other stuff. Let people use whatever fucking bathroom they want, you fucking weird fucks. Why do you care where people piss? I'll tell you one thing. Here's the problem with this. Mm. I'll tell you one thing. I went to this bar in 6. I'm not going to tell you where, but you know where it is. We've been there multiple times. (laughs) And they started doing the the gender-neutral bathrooms. Um, It gets too crowded. (laughs) The lines get too long. (laughs) Okay, uh... 2016. I bet we both had the same one here. Donald oh, Trump yeah, won Ben the and Jerry's. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump won presidency, and we we just did not know it was going to be that bad. Yeah, I think, well, we also just, no one thought it was going to happen. I mean, no one no. did. I mean, I remember being up at night, watching, just watching it. I, I wore All America. I wasn't happy that Hillary was going to be winning, because I, I was for Bernie the whole time. But I was like, I'm going to stay up, watch the numbers tick in, watch Hillary win it. And then, uh, lo and behold, that night turned into a much longer one with much more drinking and woke up the next day to see the results and was like, okay, I was, guess we're strapping in now. I was sitting there, I was on, and I think I was like on Skype or something, my friend Brandon, what's up Brandon, and uh, <laughs> fucking, I just remember talking to him and I was like, oh dude. Oh my god, dude. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, how is this happening? Like, literally just freaking the fuck out. And just, like, not being able to handle it. And everyone's like, I saw he won. And my fucking, like... Like, my grandparents and shit were just like, Oh, thank god Trump won. I was, and I literally uh-huh. was just like, You people are insane. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this happened. I mean, at that point, I wasn't like... I wasn't like, okay, fucking... 
This He's gonna put children in cages. Yeah, that hadn't no crossed clue. your mind yet. No, I was like, okay, we let's just fucking hold on hope that he's not a psychopath. <laughs> and then it, it just got worse and worse and worse. Uh, 2017, what do you have? Fucking, dude. Hashtag me too. I have Weinstein in the hashtag me too movement. This shit has been huge. Yeah. I'm fucking with it. I'm it's made glad. a drastic positive change that I think is going to last forever, yeah. at least in first world countries. We haven't seen a lot of people, and also the thing with the Me Too movement, like, you know, maybe I'm just talking out of turn here, but like, there's not been a lot of ones where people are just like, I don't know about this one. There's been a couple, but like, uh, most of them have been like, no, this person's a fucking scumbag. It's amazing, especially with Weinstein, but there's been others. It's amazing when, when like, Bill Cosby, for example... Yeah. I mean, there were rumors and stuff, but nobody had, like, a concrete said this happened. And then yeah. one person does it, and that just opens the floodgates. To yeah. Tons of people are willing to come out. A lot of people hated Bill Cosby. Eddie Murphy hated, hated Bill Cosby. Because mm. Bill Cosby hated every, Eddie Murphy, and he was saying he was just like... But Eddie Murphy also said he was like, Bill Cosby hated me because I was black. And yeah. Also, Bill Cosby was shit to me. come up. Yeah. I uh, couldn't. Just, you know what? If you're against the Me Too movement... You just you're probably a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like there's really no getting around it. That 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 like everyone like Republicans hate most people in Hollywood because they're mostly liberal. Like I don't know how we're both not on the same side here. You just stop sucking the dick of men who have more money than you. It's weird. Speaking of that, and the kind of the opposite of the Me Too movement, 2018, Kavanaugh. I've got Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah, me too. Literally the worst thing that could <laughs> kind of set the movement back on that one. Yeah. And what's really scary about that is we have, starting it off, 2010, Citizens United, 2015, the gay marriage. Those are both Supreme Court decisions. Yeah. And now, until Brett Kavanaugh dies in 40 years, we have another judge that's going to do things like Citizens United and not another judge that's going to do things like legalize gay marriage. Yeah. And that's just scary as fuck. So let's hope, let's hope, let's hope things change in 2020 when we flood the court. Let's Bring it up pray. to 13 judges, baby. I uh, I will say, let's jump back to 2016 for two seconds. I did mm. not vote in 2016. It is probably one of my biggest regrets. Yeah. Uh, you need to go out and vote. Just yeah, if you don't, do yeah, go out and vote. I won't, I won't. I push my friends too hard, so yeah. I'm trying not to do it on the podcast. Yeah, but. do what you, say as you want. The, the local shit, like, you should go and vote as well there, but, like, if you're just a person who just won't do it, just, just vote for the fucking big ones. Just vote for, please God, just go vote, vote for your president. That, that's the that's the bare minimum. Uh, in 2018, I do have the midterms as well. Mm. We might, hopefully, was a was a showing of what's going to happen in 2020. And there is going to be a massive blue wave to combat Trumpism and everything else. That mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get kids out of cages. Let's make that yeah. goal number one. Kids out of cages. I think everyone should be able to agree on that. <laughs> Some people just don't. Though. Some people don't. They're, but they're criminals. Children? <laughs> These are the and people who uh, are rooting for the guards in Aladdin. <laughs> and <cunts. laughs> and uh, 2019. Please wait. Issue. Let me go. Okay. Trump is getting <laughs> the Trump impeachment. Shit. Yeah, I've got Mueller, all the investigations mm. associated with it, and now the impeachment that will be happening the day after this, the day after you listen to this. Ooh. That's when they vote. I mean, at this point, it's pretty much locked in that he's getting impeached. I'll will never say removed? that shit again. Will he be removed from office? Probably not because of Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and other spineless cowards. But yeah. he will be impeached. One of my 2020 goals is to get much deeper into politics and start understanding who each of these people are and what exactly they do. Um, 
And that's why I want to I want to know who you're talking about whenever you say Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you probably don't want to know who I'm talking about when I say Lindsey Graham. Oh man! So that was that was 20 minutes, and I'm fucking real sad. Just depressed. But 2015 was a little light. Gay people could get married, um, so they could register their love toward to the government. I mean, we don't have to keep it all said. You also got to keep in mind if you if you take apart the lack of privacy concerns we've had and the degradation of some political spheres, social media and tech have made it so that poor people, disadvantaged people, and lower-income countries, their their livelihood is significantly better than it's ever been. Mm. I mean, like, the advancements that technology gets boosts everyone up mm. constantly. We are living a... Being born today, outside of global warming and all the bad stuff... You do have a higher standard of life than I would say you did a decade ago. Uh, what about in the 50s when you had those good old morals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Good, solid families. Yeah. All right, that's enough of what actually happened. Let's talk about our cartoon lives. Exactly. You want to go first, 2010? Sure, sure. So this one, this one's our personal stuff. I know that's what everyone tunes in for. It's just mm-hmm. me and Ramsey talking to each other. <laughs> it's all you want to hear. Um and I just want to get a little bit away before we start this one because these ones are mostly goofball stuff. Uh, it there is something to be said where if you focus too much on the twenty horrible things we just listed, you you guys you gotta smell the flowers every once in a while. There's still good shit happening. Maybe not when you take a step back and look at the whole picture, yeah. but enjoy the puzzle piece that you have in front of you. Enjoy exactly. enjoy what you were doing. Just do what we didn't do and Google a little harder to find good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm going to say 2010, pretty much the only thing that I had down was that I, uh, graduated middle school, knocked <laughs> that out of part. Don't say graduated and middle I, school. And I started my high school career. Oh, God. You Just drank the Kool-Aid hard. Nailed huh? it out. I think the, the highlight of 2010 for me at that age was probably that I did not have to do band anymore. Oh, thank God. I was done. I couldn't have been friends with I you. played the tuba. He did play played tuba. the tuba at thirteen by fourteen. No and more tuba. You know how done. big Jesse is. The tuba is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this man was just wearing like a fucking jetpack. <laughs> man, all right, my my twenty ten year. Mine's a little sadder. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's amazing, and then it's also a little. It's a little melancholy. So I experienced apathy. Mm-hmm. Twenty ten was like my freshman year was the first year where I was like, oof, I don't care about stuff at all. Uh, <laughs> I started like I think I was just being in the teen years and all the angst, but like just being in middle school where the kind of like rage started to fade and I was just like, Oh man, I really gotta live the rest of my life right now. All right. <laughs> um but I also got Moz, my dog. Oh who I love so fucking much. Remember this the, the I still remember the day my mom like fucking brought him home. And he was like, just a little fucking, his head was so big. And he was like scurrying does around. like a bobblehead. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he had, his eyes have always been poking out since he was a little baby. But he's like running around the living room. Or a squeeze toy. <laughs> <laughs> bobblehead or squeeze toy. The funniest part was when we were like, oh man, he needs to eat. My mom was just like, he's not doing so well with his food. Uh, here, let's give him some, like, cream. So we put a little bowl of cream out, and then we put it, we put him on the t- kitchen table and, like, watched him eat it, and he was, like, putting his giant head down, and his legs started lifting up, and he, like, fell into the bowl of cream his head is so fucking massive. <laughs> but yeah, that was my 2010. I experienced apathy, and I got the only thing I've ever loved. You experienced apathy, and it was defeated by a cute <laughs> little dog with a head that's too big. <laughs> yes, my ugly dog. 
Okay, uh, this I promise is the saddest one. I, I was trying to get happier and focus on some good shit. 2011, uh, that's the year my mom got real sick, and she was that way for... I, it, the years get confusing, because uh, basically Jesse went from middle school stoner boy that just kind of hung out and didn't give a shit about anything, and then all of a sudden my mom that did everything for me, like all my laundry and all the other things that... 13-year-olds should do themselves, but definitely don't anywhere. Um, she got cancer, which we didn't know was cancer. She was just super sick for, like, years, and then we found out it was cancer, and then that led down a whole trek that went real bad, and then she got better, and now she's good. But during that time, I basically had to go from being a child to being taking my sister to school, handling all of that garbage, going to class and actually getting grades and not being a piece-of-shit person. And, uh... Definitely fucked me up for the next four four or five years after that year. No. But uh she bounced back, so it's happy. It's good. Hell yeah. I think And she said we were going to Thanksgiving up in Dallas and it's just somehow we were talking and my mom just goes, Yeah, and sometimes you just have to look on the bright side of things because if I didn't get cancer, you would just been a drug addict. <laughs> I was oh, just like, 100%. wow, mom. <laughs> she was like, what? Are you telling me it's a lie? And I was like, well, I'd like to think I would have come to some realizations either way. And she was like, Jesse, that's the only reason that the cancer was good. Let me have it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Jesus, dude. Yeah, I can't even imagine you like being shitty because we have some friends who were just like, they're not shitty, but they are like less like, they don't have, like, great work ethic. They're just like, ah, I fucking don't give a shit about anything or whatever. And, like, whenever I need something done, I usually come to you and I'm just like, okay, we have to work on something. Or, like, can you help me move? You're always <laughs> the first person I call. So, 2011, for me, it's way less, it's not almost a drag. It's way less, like, serious. Like, but dude, I just started falling apart. Mm. It was my sophomore, it was the end of my freshman year, and I was just like, oh, fuck, I hate everything. I just don't care at all. And then I hit, like, my sophomore year, and I remember I stopped playing football. Oh. And that was the biggest fucking mistake. Because I was just like, alright, I'm gonna fuck, I'm not playing sports. And then I hit a point where like, my parents, my, my dad was like, why the fuck aren't you playing football? And I was like, dude, I hate football. You like football. Mm. This was your dream, dad, not mine. <laughs> the only difference is that in that is in those movies, the kid has a separate dream. I didn't have a dream. I just wanted to get high. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was all I did. To be fair, it, you might have saved yourself a couple concussions. Oh, I'm already a fucking idiot, <laughs> In the moment, it might not have been the best decision long-term. I disagree. I probably would have gotten less fights if I stayed in football. Mm. I probably would have had equal risk of concussion. <laughs> equal concussion risks. Yeah, I just, I don't know, dude. 2011 was just a weird year for me. It didn't, did not go my way exactly. Mm. Um, just started falling out of touch with people. A lot of my friends, I started realizing, that was like when I, I guess 2011 is like, I think I got really sad because I was like cognizant of like what was happening around me. And I matured way faster than all my friends, which like when you're a kid is not good. Yeah. Because like I literally looked around and I was like, oh my God, my friends are scumbags. <laughs> I was like, I am miserable. I, I don't like any, I, there's one friend who I get along with. Was 2011 great. before or, at, or right before or after you had to switch schools? That was right before. So that's coming up. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just a r- rough time. You want to bang that, that one out? Was that your 2012? Yeah, my 2012 was me, me switching. Hit it. So that was, a, 2011, I was, I was still, like, not liberal, or I was, like, very still conservative and shit. Um, 
and I was just surrounded by these shitty fucking people, and then it hit a point, and if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, you were shitty, I hope you're doing better now, <laughs> but uh, then 2012, my dad, like... Who isn't shitty when they're 13 and 14? Like, yeah. I don't, I've never met a 14-year-old that I was like, ah, just a stand-up guy. <laughs> but yeah, it was just kind of like, and then it, it sucked for me, because I didn't understand what was happening at the time, but... My my grades were not good. They were pretty shitty, but, like, I didn't fail anything. Mm-hmm. And my dad, I remember, like, I took my Spanish final, and I just could not do it. I was terrible fucking Spanish. I just didn't care either. I, I never studied. Like, mm-hmm. I did not give a shit enough. And my dad, I, remember, I still remember going to that going out of that final and walking in the counselor's office, and my dad, like, and, like, pulling up the grades of all of my finals, my dad being like, okay, thank you. And they went out to the parking lot, and him just fucking losing it on me. And he like drove, literally drove me to my the next high school I went to, and of course I was like fucking crying. I was like I don't know what the fuck was happening. He was just like you're out, you're done. I didn't get to say bye to anybody. He just yanked me the fuck out, and then I went um to that, to that school and I had to interview, and that is when I found out I am the best fucking interviewer ever. Because <laughs> I went in there the the main principal. It was the same high school my sister went to, mm-hmm. and they were like super cool. Like she she was his she was or she was his favorite student. And then I came in, I guess he was expecting someone similar, and I'm just, I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to fake being happy right now. <laughs> and I fucking went, walk, I walked in that interview, did everything I thought I was supposed to do, and then walked out, and the fucking principal came out and talked to my dad, and he's like, oh, hell yeah, we'll fucking take him. Mm. I think they were just like, this kid has potential, and I was like, I'm, I'm just a liar, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you go for your 2012, because I can just go for hours. Okay. Uh, 2012 was a big year for me. I had wanted to, uh, I had, like, I had my permit in 2011 and drove my mom's old minivan around, and I had been wanting to drive since I was, like, 12. I had been talking about it, been like, please give me my hardship, because my parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. That's pre-2010, and not that big of a deal. But, uh, I had been wanting my fucking driver's license for, like, five years at this point. And then two weeks before my 16th birthday, I got mono. And I didn't get mono like normal people got mono. I got mono, and I came to my parents, and I was like, I need to go to the hospital. And Ramsey knows this about me. Everybody else can know this about me. I just fucking hate hospitals. I mean, my mom had cancer, so I I got some good excuses for it. I hate hospitals. I hate doctors. I don't hate doctors. I don't like to go to the doctor. I don't like to deal with any of it. I just ignore shit. I wait for it to go away. Usually works. Uh... But in this case, I went to my parents and I went, I need to go to the hospital. And my mom was like, no, you don't. You're fine. It just hurts. You're going to be okay. And I like, I went back to my room and like two hours later came out and was like, take me to the hospital. And she still like apologizes that she left me for two hours. She was like, I should have just trusted you. Ne- you never are willing to go to the hospital. <laughs> because she shined a light in the back of my throat after that time and immediately went, okay, we're going to the hospital. And I was like, I don't know what she saw, but it's not good. And we get to the, we went to Dell Children's Medical Center, and, which is a teaching hospital. And while we're posting up there, <laughs> oh, shit. and they're deciding, uh, the doctor comes in, and he's like, hey, I have med students with me, is it okay if they partake in this? And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care, man, I'm dying. Like, just, just please get me anything to make my throat not hurt. And uh, he shines a light and just goes, okay. And he hands the light to the, one of the med students, and he goes, check the throat. And this, like, guy was maybe... 21 to 24 and I was 15 at the time he shines a light down my throat and audibly said oh shit 
And the doctor got mad as fuck, sent him out into the hallway. My dad is fucking laughing his ass off because he's just like, oh my god, that's not good. <laughs> this very, my throat literally just looked like a Petri dish. Like it was just green pus all over the bed. It just didn't look like a throat. It was it was disgusting. God. Anyway, spent two, two and a half weeks at that hospital recovering from mono. I don't know what the fuck they did. They, uh, I found out I was allergic to iodine that year. They put iodine to do CAT scans, and they were like, sometimes this makes people puke. And I was like, she was like, in, in rare instances, they're allergic. And I was like, okay. And she literally put the little thing in my vein, and four seconds later, I was projectile vomiting all over the floor. And I was like, well, I'm one of those people, man. <laughs> that sucked. As he was like, already had monos just laying there, just like, what have you done to me? <laughs> Anyways, nicest nurses ever. They gave me uh, all kinds of iTunes gift cards. What? It was my birthday while I was in there, and they just hooked me up. Aww. Like a bunch of nurses all gave me a ten dollar one each. I was I was slinging apps on my iTouch. Is this when you got top ten in that Hitman demo? Yeah, and I had <laughs> I had the Hitman Absolution demo when you pre-ordered, and I was top ten in the world because I had nothing to do but lay in a bed. I couldn't talk, and I just sat there with an Xbox controller playing Hitman over and over and over and over until I was top 10 in the world. Jesus Christ. Anyways, got out the day after I was out of the hospital, went, took my driver's test, passed it, and got my license. Fuck yeah. It was, it was exciting times. Post-mono Jesse. Post-mono Jesse. Fuck. Was that 2012 or was that 2013? That was my 2012. Alright, you reached my 2013? Mm-hmm. This is when I started realizing I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I hit a point where I was hanging out with a bunch of people who were... So my friends who I had in my last high school were all g- not just as privileged as me. Sorry, but I'm very privileged. Mm-hmm. But they were all, like, they were all we're pretty much on the same playing field. Like, we were, we're in different brackets at all. This next high school I went to, I'm going to be honest with you, this is where the drug dealers, the disadvantaged kids, and the pregnant girls went. I was none of those. I was just a fuck up. And my dad was like, you need to go here. Um, and fucking, I started hanging out with different people, finally. And I started realizing, I was like, oh my god. Because I went in there and I was like, yeah, I'm a Republican. And I went in there and I was like, oof. After like six weeks, I was like, oh, no I'm not. <laughs> That's stupid as fuck. Yeah. And I started becoming more and more liberal. I met, like, one of my, probably my mentor, I guess, uh, fucking old man Jesse. And, uh, I just, I kind of learned a lot. I started realizing that I was wasting my potential. Um, I had this conversation with him where, uh, cause I would always, I, I, I fucking, everyone loved him. Like he was, he was the best fucking teacher ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was sitting in that fucking room and I remember I hit one point where I would sit next to him cause we were, what you would do is they would give you packets that you would work on then you would take a test and that'd be it. It was a shitty school system. Terrible. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was a charter school. But that's pretty much, like, all you did. So I would, like, me, I had massive ADD, and I was also just fucking how I am, and I just needed attention. So, like, I, he literally sat me next to him so I wouldn't talk to fucking everyone else. <laughs> and I would do work, and I would look up, and he would know what I fucking need. And I was just like, I need to make jokes, man. Like, I gotta get this out. I, I, it's gonna turn into fucking bile, and I'm just gonna feel depressed, and I can't <laughs> handle this. And he'd look up, and we'd have a little fucking back and forth, and be funny as shit. But, like, one day, he was, uh... He was buying, like, he, he, we were super into comic books, too, and it was the first person I ever was, like, could relate to, like, first on your, adult. On your nerd shit. Yeah, because... An cause, adult nerd. Yeah. A, 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 uh, an adult nerd that was successful. Yeah. But also, the thing is, too, is just, like, from where, where I, like, when I was at my other high school, like, I wasn't allowed. Like, you, I, I, 
I, I would never let anyone know that I knew more about comic books than any normal person. Mm-hmm. Or that, like, I had this vast fucking knowledge of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. That shit was, like, down low. I would just uh, go home and read about it. It was the first time I ever interacted with someone. I was just... And, like, I remember, like, Cameron, we were talking... We were talking about Batman or something. And I, I like, dropped some, like, super deep cut. And then he looked at me and he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and it was just had this back and forth about that. And one day he was buying this fucking... He bought these action figures. They're called Hot Toys. They're super, like, high-quality... They look like exactly like the actors or whatever who mm-hmm. play the people. He bought this one from the 89 Batman movie and he was like, uh, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you can just buy this shit? And he was like, yeah, because I went to college. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he pretty much just got on my ass, just told me he was just like, because I was not going to go to college. And he was like, your dad, he's like, your dad has money. He's like, he's going to pay for your college. You're a fucking loser if you don't go. There are kids in here who would love to go to college, but they can't afford it. And I was like, Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I decided I was going to college, and then, lo and behold, I ended up there. Checked the, pri- <laughs> checked the privilege and didn't squander uh, it either. I checked and I learned a lot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> is it my 13? Yeah. Uh, this is when I took that, say, I, mine is relating way too much to cars, but you know what? I think a lot of a lot of my memory, I have a terrible memory, I can't do it, Uh I constantly have to ask my parents or my girlfriend what years different things happened or how many years ago it was. But uh, I took that same minivan that I had just just gotten for my for my when I turned sixteen. More more privilege check in here. Uh, my mom gave me a car. It was her old beat to shit minivan, uh, and I was thrilled to have this thing. I wanted it because it had seven seats. I could bring all my friends around, and I was like, I know I'm gonna make this thing fun as fuck. So first thing I did. In in uh, 2013, threw some underglow on that baby, put two 12-inch subwoofers on that baby, put all new speakers throughout, and did all this stuff myself. I'm not just, like, paying somebody ludicrous amounts of money. I did it all on the cheap and shittily. It's fucking beautiful. The speakers would go out once a week, and I'd have to redo them. It was all garbage. The the LED strips, they fell off one time while driving, and I was just on the highway dragging LED strips on the ground and broke them that way. But, uh... That was the first year that I painted the entire van, uh, gold trim everywhere, and then chalkboard paint. And then I took an old mailbox and I nailed it to the back of my car. Literally just nailed it into the metal. Um, and then be- it became the chalk van. And it was like around Austin, people knew about it. I'd park it in like major areas of the city and people would draw all over it. Usually dicks. Sometimes really fucked up swastikas and other terrible things to write on cars. But a lot of the times, beautiful, really cool things where somebody, like, one dude draws a sun and then walks away, and then 15 minutes later, a different person is like, this is a nice sun, he adds a little hill, and eventually you got a Bob Ross-looking fucking thing, eight feet wide, mural in the middle of Austin, made out of chalk. And then once it was too full, I just washed the whole thing off and start over again. And that thing lasted me... From 16 to 22, I drove that into the ground, blew the transmission on a on a road trip. Just fucking best car ever. The one thing that's actually super funny, like before we get into me and Jesse meeting, I read about Jesse's chalk man when I like when I, we were fucking like in high school. I was like, oh, that's cool because everyone at fucking my high school knew about it. Mm-hmm. It was super fucking cool. Cause I remember like later you brought it up or some shit, and then I was like, wait, what? And then I saw the article. And that he had, it was like framed, and I was like, wait, I've read this, you're a chalk van kid, what the <laughs> fuck? It was like, it was pretty jarring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
I, it, 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 I have met a few people over the years where eventually, after knowing them for a while, it, the chalk van gets brought up or they see it in my house and they're like, wait, you're that dude? And they're like, because it did, it's dead. It's super sad. Eventually, it's coming back. When I have the money, I'm going to buy an E350 and do the same exact thing, and it's going to be amazing. Mm. It'll all be ready again. Or, or Chrysler Town and Country. <laughs> <laughs> With the certain tables in it. <laughs> the certain tables. <laughs> oh, shit. So we're going to 2014? Yeah. I'll start it off. I'll start it off. Yeah. Uh, that's graduated high school. Mm. This is why people don't recognize me as Chalk Van Kid. Second I graduated high school... Fucking cut all the hair off. I had mm. I had rocked hair down in my shoulders, the duck tail. Honestly, it was a sick look for a high school. I'm still in love with it. The old pictures make me happy. I'm, I'm gonna love to show my kids. But my God, not a professional no. or or reasonable thing thing to be rocking. Cut it all off. Got the the most typical white boy haircut you can possibly have, and I've ran that since that moment you know, on the sixth year of it. Yeah. Just gonna keep holding on to it. Hey, there's nothing else you can do. There's, there's, yeah, you don't get to. When you get older, you don't get to have different hairstyles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, can, you, you stick. With You're one. locked in. I'm pushing mine right now. I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't have the longer hair, but it's, it's it is what it is. And then that same year that I graduated high school, started up at Texas State, mm-hmm. and then uh, made the uh, best or worst decision of my life, which was uh, rush Theta Kai. Yep. I uh, I definitely left high school saying I hate fraternities, fuck fraternities, because I liberal as fuck, still am. Yeah. They're like, fuck fraternities, they all suck. And then a guy who's a, a, a friend's dad, uh, who I played D&D with in Pathfinder a couple times, he was like, you should check out Theta Kai. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? You play Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder. And you're just like a nerdy, cool dad that I fuck with. Yeah. I was like, why were you in a fraternity? And he was a founding father at UT. And he was like, just go check him out. And I went and checked him out. First dude I met was a 30-year-old 30, 30 Mexican dude who called Turbo. Uncle Turbs! Uncle Turbs! <laughs> and uh, he worked in the Navy. And the second that... Or he was in the Navy before he rushed and everything. And the second I saw him, I was like, that was not what I was expecting. Yeah. And then I just met more and more dudes. And it was not... If anything, I was the privileged white dude. <laughs> of, of of the group I joined, so I was like, "This is where I belong. This is, I like this." So, here I have an idea. Mm-hmm. So actually, I can just get into it and then put put a stretch on this. Okay, uh, we're gonna save some time here. In 2014, I started college. Uh, I graduated high school, um, which was my parent. My mom literally was just like, "It was touch and go there." We we did not know at one point. Oh like, yeah. yeah, you were going to college. No, I think I was graduating. graduating high school. Oh man! No. And then she was like, "Yeah," she was like, "I remember when I got that like whatever you showed me the Texas State acceptance like because ev- everyone else would be like, oh, okay, everyone gets into state." And it's funny because half people said that didn't go to college. <laughs> but I remember like my mom saw that and she was like, "Holy fuck!" She was she was like, "Holy fuck!" He did it. He's <laughs> in college. She was like, like her mind was blown. <laughs> and uh, I got my car. My fucking my red Mustang, mm-hmm. I had my little baby, um, and then from there, I had a really shitty go of it in college. I made no friends that I liked or I thought I, I, it was pretty much just like high school 2.0 in a really bad way. You hung out with the old high school boys. No, I just hung friends. out with new people who were mm-hmm. dog shit. Uh, I had one friend who was like, he's a great dude, but we just kind of we grew apart, and you know, it just happens. Yeah, you're Lewis, you're fucking dope, dude. Like I, I don't know. I hope he's doing well. Um. Outside of that, nothing, dude. There's dog shit. And then one day, 
I, uh, I was a junior, my first first, first semester skipping junior. Skipping a few years, but yeah. yeah. Did nothing happen. I was just depressed and drank <laughs> a lot. Like, I got nothing. Uh, I was in, I had to retake uh, freshman English because I got a D in it, and I didn't give a fuck, and I was changing my major to advertising. Um, and funnily enough, I meet this kid named Hunter, who's a giant, goofy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, he was just like acting like a high schooler in the class, and I was like, alright, you know what, I'll, uh... I'll take this kid under my wing. <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him and shit. We hung out a couple times, and he was telling me about this fucking fraternity. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm in a fraternity, Data Kai. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I hate fraternities. So they're a bunch of fucking douchebags. And then, uh, lo and behold, one day he was like, what? just come to a Russian event. And I was like, fuck no. I was like, I don't, don't want to go. And eventually he was like, I was like, I got nothing else to do. Fuck it. I'll do it. And then um, I go on this Russian event, and I meet Jesse and CJ, the president <laughs> and vice president of Theta Kai. And we hit it off almost immediately. And I I hear Je- Jesse says something, and I was like, oh, you're from Austin. And he's like, yeah, I went to Westlake. And I was like, oh, ew. <laughs> Can I say you went to Westlake? Yeah, you yeah. Do, yeah I was like, I do try to hide that from almost anybody I talk to <laughs> until we've known each other for a while. Like, you gross. I was like, fuck that shit. It was all the, all the rich kids went. And fuck you. I mean, I was a rich kid. That was, it, was just, I was, it was a garbage school. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that one out there. It's a garbage <laughs> school. It's as, it's as much of a private school as any private school in the U.S. Yeah. But I was just funny because I remember I was, I was talking to you two and I was just like, oh, these are not like frat dudes. I expect <laughs> CJ's a little, like, a nerd. And then Jesse was just like, I, I couldn't even describe Jesse. He, he was obviously in rush mode he's being pretty, like, uh, professional. But I remember, like, we made a few jokes back and forth. I was like, okay, well, these guys are kind of cool. Went back to the house, met a few more brothers, and uh, eventually I got a bid. I remember just sitting in my car outside of LBJ, and I was just saying, I, I, I was holding the bid in my hand, I was like, holy fuck. Eddie texted me. He was like, you can accept the bid or not. And I was like, holy fuck, am I about to join a fraternity? <laughs> I like talked to a ton of people. I like I talked to my mom about it. And I was like, I, I was like, dude, I hate fraternities. I was like, I don't know. My mom was like, no, you need to join the fraternity. And she was like, please don't kill yourself. <laughs> Do anything. <laughs> yeah. My sister was like super skeptical about it. Because mm-hmm. she was like, I, I'm, most of my personality I got from my sister. Because mm-hmm. we're both, we just fucking hate any form of authority. And we both were just like, we hate, we hate fraternity people. And then it hit a point where I was like, I, I'm doing nothing else. I have to do it. And then I accepted the bid, and I fucking rushed it. It's the, it's the best decision I ever made. It took me, it, it made me into a, from a dude who was super depressed and that was a fucking absolute clown to someone who people actually respect and look to for advice and shit. And yeah. I, I never expected myself to be where I am today. I I think the biggest thing that... It, that the fraternity, I think, whenever we say fraternity, just just make it a club. Like, any club in college, you're going to get a similar, you're going to get into it what you put out of it. Or you're yeah. going to get out of it what you put into it. Any club you join, if you fucking put your heart and soul into it, you're going to get the same experience you would in a fraternity. Yeah. You'll have, it's a, they're if all you're all, clubs. And if you're all close to each other, like, yeah. you know, like you can get, you can get the same experience. I promise it. the rituals and nationals are not what fucking makes it what it is. It's no. just... You and you and your friend, your your friend group, fucking building something. Yeah, and say what you want. And a lot of fraternity people have disagreed with me about this, but they're fucking bootlicking hacks. You don't join the the letters. You join the brotherhood. Yeah, your bro, your own bro. Like whenever I talk about Theta Chi, I was like, I didn't join for two old dudes like who who've been dead for a hundred years. Like I, I joined for the people I met. There's a reason that every single fraternity's like morals and the the things that they stand behind are all just shit that everyone agrees with. Like, it's yeah. it's not... You're not learning any controversial new way to be a gentleman. You're just fucking... 
you, you, you picked a couple nice nice sounding adjectives and you were like, this is what we stand for. Yeah. It's like, do you like honor? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the fraternity, asshole. But uh, I will say, I similarly to you, where you had nothing going on, I didn't do any clubs in high school. Just fucking dead. Band I did in middle school and I didn't do any sports in high school. The only things that I did in high school were through parties and hung out with people. I, I was always hanging out with large groups of people. And then I got the option to hang out in large groups of people and throw parties as a club that somehow gets respected. And I was like, okay, this is kind of the move. And it gave me something to work for. And if anybody that, that knows me knows the amount of hours and effort I put into that chapter is absurd. Yeah. I wish I had spent more of it on myself in my resume building. But, you know, so do I. live and learn. Fuck. <laughs> it just, it's like picking up a fucking... <sighs> It's literally like working another full-time job. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. And speaking of the people that I met while in the fraternity, I've got a good one for uh, 2015. Yeah. Uh, 2015, that's the first year I moved into the frat house. It would have been my sophomore year. Moved in with Zach, who later became president, and uh, Buddy, who is a good guy. You know, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Buddy, if you're listening to this, turn it off. You don't want to hear it's coming. <laughs> uh, but uh, I also hung out with CJ, who later on became president, and I was his vice president with him. And me and him came up with this terrible, terrible, horrible idea of, since we're in a fraternity now, there's houses all over the nation. We can stay at those for free. So we planned a giant road trip that summer where we just drove around and crashed in I think we drove through 30 states we stayed overnight in like 23 of them and we did the whole thing for like $1200 each that's gas that's food that the whole month we we were gone for like 28 days stayed in 23 states it was probably the most fun thing I've ever done in my life that I never want to do again can I recommend everybody to do... It's like backpacking through Europe if it was just... If it was as cheap as that, but it's in America. It was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. I, uh... I can now tell you, and then it, I, I know my shit when I say it, there's only, like, five good states. Most states are fucking garbage. <laughs> They're just shitholes with, like, maybe one city in them. And outside of that city, even that city is pretty garbage. <laughs> and, like, it's just surrounded by bigger garbage. How good could it be? <laughs> But uh, man, did I have fun on that road trip. I, that is where the van died. Mm. We drove, <laughs> fun story, we, we started in Texas, obviously, and we were driving out to California. And we drove for about seven hours into West Texas, which if, if you know West Texas, if you're from this area, there's nothing there. It's just ghost land forever, just hills and then no hills and then hills again. And you just keep driving. There's just nothing. There's no towns. There's, it's, it's really creepy. There's nothing like it. But uh, we drove out there. We were driving for about seven hours. And I'm not going to remember the name of the city because why would I? But the van broke down. Just smoke coming out of the hood. Uh, there's a great photo that CJ got because he brought his camera, a little photographer boy. And he has a picture of me punching the, my hood of the van and just screaming because I thought we were fucked. We managed to get it back running and roll it to a, a mechanic. He fixed it in like two hours or enough enough that the transmission would hold. And then we had to drive back under 40 for seven hours to get all the way back to Austin. And that's when any reasonable person would have just been like, well, the trip's canceled, our car's dead. But my mom just said, do you want to take my car? 
and we just dropped the van off, switched keys, and took my mom's car. She had nowhere to drive for 28 days. She had to borrow my little sister's car anytime she went oh anywhere. Oh, my God. And we just fucking went off. And we, we got that night, we drove for 21 hours straight, nonstop, and we only made it to Marfa, Texas. We crashed in Marfa, Texas. And then the hotel, uh, we were going to stay in El Paso with the with the El Paso Theta Chi chapter. No, we stayed in Marfa. We were supposed to have a hotel. They closed the doors before we got there, and we slept in the car. Hell yeah. It was brutal first Jesus. day to start this off. But every day after that was much better. My God. Good times. I fucking, see, I guess what I'm going to do, I, I, since my 2015, 2016, 2017 is pointless, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to go off of different parts of the beginning of 2017, which were important. Mm-hmm. So in, 20, in my 2015 brain, if, we stretched, if I stretched out my experience, I met my Pledge Brothers. Mm. I met Cam, Chandler, Victor, and some other guy that no one remembers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's funny now, just looking back, because when I first met Cam, if everyone doesn't know, Cam's they're, probably... They're lovers. Cam, Cam's... If people make jokes about me and Jesse being fucking gay, <laughs> me and Cam, I, I don't know. We were, we were fucking... We lived together for two years. We did fucking everything together. Like, Cam's one of my best friends. And But when I first met Cam, I hated Cam. <laughs> Cause he was just like he like I, when I first met him, I, he's I got a Mister Rogers vibe to him. Yeah, well, you, you assume kinda, he you has just to assume, eat him. Yeah, you're like either no one's this nice. Yeah, because we both had long hair. I, remember, I immediately saw him. I was like, oh, this asshole. Because his hair was so much better than mine. <laughs> and I was like talking to him, like you know, it, just a little bit. And I was like, oh, this guy's too nice. There's something wrong with him. But then I remember one day he was like, he put in the group me. He was like, hey. Boy, I know, like, we just met each other, but, like, I need someone to pick me up from the airport. If any of y'all can't help, it's totally fine. And then I was just like, I got you. Mm-hmm. And I went and, like, picked him up. And then, like, we hung out from, like, picking up the airport, just ca- talking nonstop. And I found out that Cam was not fronting. He <laughs> was the nicest dude I've ever met. And then, like, we just hung out. And then he was like, you want to get food? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I'll buy your meal. I was like, oh, okay, hell yeah. And then fucking... And then we go, we, we eat, and then he was like, he was like, oh, we had we had a study for our uh, our tests or whatever. <laughs> and then we go, we go to the library and we study for like two hours, and like we, we hung out for like twelve hours that day. And then from then on, we were fucking inseparable. <laughs> we were the fucking president, and vice president Imagine of our clutch class. How different your life would have been if you didn't pick him up from the airport. Oh, dude, it, I think about it all the fucking time. It was just <laughs> one a one off, and then fucking me and Victor are like. Victor's probably the most like similar person to me that I know outside of you. Cause it's just like I, I don't know, like we, we just we got along super well and then me and Chandler I love Chandler. He's a fucking moron, <laughs> but I love him. And it was just like that's like when it first started where I was like, Maybe this isn't bullshit. Like <laughs> new stuff, like maybe there's something to it. And it from there I still talk to those dudes every day today. Yeah. Except for the last one because no one remembers who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll hop through my uh, 16 now. I won't get too deep into it because because I know I've gone on plenty of stories, regaling stories of Boner House on the podcast before. People don't need to hear it anymore. Uh, but that was the year I moved into a double-wide trailer that we were using as a fraternity house that year <laughs> with me and five other dudes and three girlfriends and two bathrooms and one didn't have a door. And we didn't have trash service, so we just stacked it up in the kitchen. <laughs> and, oh, God. And we had a dog, and we had a cat for a while. Talk about the dog. 
A bird dog, bird dog. That was the year I got bird dog as well. Bird dog is a beautiful dog. Trash that, dog. A trash dog. We we would leave our trash out on the back porch because we didn't have trash service out there. Um, we actually did have trash service, but the thing was, it was it wasn't through the city. It was through some other bullshit thing that happens when you're out of city limits. And they were like, you get one can, and we were like, we'll pay you any amount of money. We need three cans. We we can't do it. And they were just like, we can't. It's not going to work. We can only have one. And we were like, we're not giving you $80 however, whenever, every three months for you to take 1% of our trash. Because we threw parties there and people would just yeah. fuck that house. That house was never, it was disgusting. Oh, yeah. You, I know. You went in a hazmat suit into that house. That's what got Ramsey to rush. He walked into that house and was like, this is, this is the exact kind of shit show I need in my life. Yeah, I walked into that house and I was like, hmm, class tourism is fun. <laughs> <laughs> It was a brutal. Anyways, Bird Dog was one of the dogs that always ate trash, and he was the one that didn't run away when we would open the door. He'd run into our house. It's like, wait, it was a girl, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I called him. Yeah, he called it a heat, and yeah. I was like, because there was a lot of conversation about whether it was a boy or a girl. Bird Dog is a girl. Um, she would run all over our couches and hang out with us for hours, and then she would leave, and then she'd come back, and then she'd leave, and she'd come back. Got picked up, sent to the pound. She didn't come back that day. We were all worried. We went and got all the right paperwork, and she was... Our dog. And now, uh, Cody Harkins, I guess I can say his full name is fine, Cody Harkins' parents now have Bird Dog, and it's yeah. just the best. Was like, she was a good dog. She was really sweet. She never she bit anybody. so nice, so sweet. Yeah. She, very poorly trained, just because there was eight different people training her, and yeah. she was nobody nobody's dog. She was the house's dog, which is generally a terrible idea. Some people hated Bird Dog, which, which I, even I hit a point where I was like, Y'all are being weird. Why do you hate this dog so much? Is it because she's getting more attention than you? <laughs> Alright, let's jump right in your 2017, because then we can finally... That's when the Avengers moment finally happened. Yes, 2017, year that Ramsey rushed. Yep. Also, in a strange and weird way to think about it, same year I graduated. What? Yeah. That was all in one year. I oh, graduated fuck. later that year and started my job. Oh my god, yeah, there was a point where, man, we, shit. Ramsey and I had one semester together while he was pledging and I was living at Morningwood. Then, through some crafty tricks of mine, I convinced him to live at the next fraternity house and spend how much money a month? Okay. How much? First off, say it. my dad spent this Okay, how money. much did I convince you to convince your dad? <laughs> oh my god, Okay. $600 a month. He spent $600 a month. That's not bad living in St. Marcus. <laughs> to share a room. <laughs> in a $1,200 room. I shared it with Jesus Camp. <laughs> oh, God, dude. That I, house was a massive step up from Morningwood. Kept a lot cleaner. Yeah. Way better location. Didn't take 30 minutes to get to campus. Still but, a piece of shit. But, yeah, you, it had how many people in it? Eight? Yeah. Eight dudes in a four-bedroom house. Yeah. To it be was... fair, it hit a point where so living in that house, it, it was falling apart, dude. Like it was, it, it felt like we were it was living made in a for renting. House. Yeah, we at one point, uh, me and Cam were in the uh, the kitchen, and Cam dropped a cup. It wasn't like a glass cup, wasn't a fucking Yeti or anything. It was just like I think it was like a plastic cup or something. Maybe I don't know. And it fucking dented the floor. Cam literally looked at he looked at the floor and looked at me, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "There's a dent." There's a fucking dent in the floor. And I was like, no, I was there before. And he's like, no, it's in the shape of the cup. It's a dent in the floor. Shape of the cup. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. That was falling apart. 
beautiful place. When I, what I go, would do when that last semester, this is, I had just graduated, or I hadn't graduated yet, but I was no. working in Austin and taking classes in San Mo, and I didn't need to pass any of these classes. I had already had all my, I, this was a run, this was a victory lap of a semester that I'm not going to get into it, but Texas State forced me to take it. Yeah. Um, and I had a blow-up air mattress in their laundry room that I would crash on whenever I needed a place to stay in San Marcos. <laughs> yes, I was the hamster of the house. I, uh... Fuck. Yeah, God, when he said that he graduated, that's actually super weird, because me and Jesse met in January. We hung out summer in my pledge semester, but then I remember over that summer... We hung out fucking constantly. We played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 yeah. on the Xbox 360. And it was just like, it, it was fucking crazy. We got like, and then Cam, Cam hung out with us, with us a fuckload. And it hit a point where like, I remember that, living in that house that first semester when you were coming over, every Tuesday and Thursday at the minimum, Jesse would come over at like 11 a.m. And then we would be hip to hip the entire fucking day. <laughs> We would walk together. Would never to, go to class. No, we, we sometimes we would walk together to my one class, and then I hit a point. It was like way later in the semester, and Jesse and I were He's like, "Hey, I'm, he was like, hey, I'm going to class today. Let's walk together." And then I was like, I told Jesse, I was like, Jesse, I had to drop that class. We <laughs> we skipped fifty fucking times. <laughs> I was like, I remember being on the phone with my professor, being like, "Is there anything I do?" And she was like, "Well, how many absences do you have?" And I was like. Eight. <laughs> She's like, you have eight? She's like, it's two days. It's two days a week. And I was like, ah, I'm busy. <laughs> that was fuck, dude. That was just a ball. And then you fucking graduated, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That sucked. I was fucking. It was me and Jesus came and just left there. And that the the second half half of living. I guess this is in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, that 2017 was cool though, because that was when I was like, uh, that was in my JI semester, and I got elected uh, as marshal which is like the, the pledge wrangler or whatever. <laughs> but that was like, I had just come in and I was elected over a dude who has been there for a fucking long time. And I was, everyone was just like, he's the next guy. And I was like, I got like a fucking, my marshal was supporting me. And I, I it was super, it, that, that was like, I remember I like called my dad and he was just like, he's like, dude, that's fucking dope. <laughs> and I was like, yes. It was just a super fucking just endorphin rush. Yeah. All right, get into 2018. Okay, hopping into 2018, I know you said it sucks because I graduated just, I graduated December 2017, but 2018, moved back in with my mom for a while, and then was like, I can't fucking do this, I just saved money up, saved money up, and then I got a little house over on the east side of Austin, and that's pretty much become me <laughs> since that moment. I love this place. <laughs> I mean, because at that point, there was many times throughout college that I thought about, uh, stopping advertising and doing something in real estate because i mean i i handled almost every fraternity house we got while i was there i mean i did there i was i was involved at least in getting every fraternity house we got there i dealt with getting convincing people to let eight dudes sign a lease at a nicer house right next to campus yeah that was must have been a hard sell (laughs) i mean shit yeah, you remember just you moving in that house? Because I remember you were, like, first night, you were just like, hey, live in this house with me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm down, but I, because I thought I was just going to have to stay one extra semester. Mm-hmm. And then I would have been like, okay, I'll move with Jesse and I'll just commute. And it hit a point where I was like, uh, I can't do this. I have to stay a whole extra year. Yeah. And then, you know, that kind of pushed things out. So in 2018, shit, 2018 was a fucking wild year. A lot of shit happened with the fraternity. That was rough, though. Just like, 
staying an extra year in college because you got out early. Mm-hmm. And I was, it's just sucked ass, dude. I was like, cause I remember, I'm not getting into too much of like what happened to the fraternity. Uh, some shit went down. There were some power changes, and uh, someone got it, my my friend, the current vice president, had to move into the presidency. And then we didn't have anyone for a vice president, and I was like, "Well, I have to do it because I'm mm-hmm. the only one who's worth shit." And then I moved into that, and that just became a fucking cluster. Fu- I'm not getting into any it's of it. It's very hard to be on exec of any fraternity, yeah. specifically one that just started in that started in 2014. Yeah, it hit a so point. There's a lot of things to jump through, hoops to hoops to dive through, and all kinds of stuff yeah. you have to deal with. I was going to like seven meetings a week. And that was just for my bare minimum stuff. And then it hit a point where me and the president were meeting a fuckload because we had to decide about shit going on the chapter. We had to talk to nationals. We had to do a whole bunch of shit. And especially with the fraternity stuff happening at Texas State, um, it was a really stressful time. But I remember just sitting in the chapter room in the last chapter, right? I passed everything off to the new people. And I just remember I sat in the back and I was just smiling really big. And I was like, I don't have to do this, do this shit anymore. <laughs> And then they were just like, okay, and dick of the year, uh, Ramsey. And I, lo- I looked at everyone, I smiled over there, I flipped them all off, and I was like, do you mean God? <laughs> Man. And then 2019. The big one. Big one for you. Yeah. I haven't had much happen this year. The best thing the that ever happened to you happened uh, this year. Uh-huh. 2019. Uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to go first, I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm going to end on a happy note and look towards the future. 2019 took a big step I didn't really see myself doing but or or she didn't a girlfriend moved in mm-hmm. now I now live with a woman and not just like crashing on each other's couches constantly which is what I've done with a lot of girlfriends but actually living together yeah it happened it happened it's going on going she moved in in February so got 10 months now damn it's been a long time yeah I've moved uh I graduated this year, which was weird. I had a couple of sh- really shitty jobs. Oh, God. This man, don't say you got a couple of really shitty jobs. This man graduated. He got a job. He quit it within four weeks. He got a $6,000 raise. He quit that job, got another job with another $6,000 raise. This guy batted $10,000 up in his in his yearly salary in, in a matter of two months. I... They were garbage jobs. He went from zero to twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I hit a point in in twenty nineteen where I'm starting to realize that um, I think I've I've done a lot of growing up in ways that I didn't realize I needed. I definitely got a reality check. No matter how fucking tough you think you are, or how like well adjusted you think you are, when you grow when you graduate college and go into the real world, quote unquote. And I hate saying that it's the real world, but it kind of is, man. Like, you just, shit changes, and I remember just, like, hitting a point where I don't want to work at a shitty place, and I don't want my whole life to just be sitting at my desk, and then the next, going home at night and having to count, like, count down the minutes of how much time I have to sit in silence because I'm so upset because I have to work at this shitty job. Um, But the bright side of 2019, I think we should end on a high note, I moved in with Jesse, and I've been having a fucking ball. We just uh, all come in the house, and we fucking just talk. We do dumb shit. We throw parties, and it's just like, I never thought, you know, just flashing back, there's a reason I skipped 2015 and 16 and almost 17. <laughs> Sitting in my, like, apartment by myself. I remember there was one New Year's. I was, like, by myself in my apartment. I was like, I have nowhere to go. I don't want to go back home. I'm just, I'm just here. 
Or I just got fucking crossed as shit and watched, like, Luke Cage. <laughs> it was just depressing as shit. Now, cutting to fucking last year, you know, we were all out, you know, recording the shit. We were all outside, and fucking everyone blasted Mr. Brightside, which is <laughs> one of my favorite songs for uh, for the bringing the new year. Because you cheated the votes on what I song did. to play for the first song in 2019. I conned the fuck out of them. And just, like, I don't know. It's... My life is vastly fucking improved. It's insane. And do you know why it's vastly improved? Why? I can tell you exactly why, because it's something that also happened in 2019. What? We started the best podcast the world has oh ever seen, Oh my god, baby. I almost skipped over the pod, dude! <laughs> We're gonna look back in 2029 and go, whoa, 10 years ago, man, that's when it started. We're on episode 5,630. And we have six TV shows. Yeah, and a, and a YouTube channel, and a deal with Netflix, and a... <laughs> And fucking, uh, just a yacht. Yeah. I don't know why we got the yacht. It was in one of the deals. <laughs> it was, we just wanted a yacht. We took no payment for one of the TV shows. We just got a yacht. We're like, instead. Mr. Executive of ABC, I want your yacht. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. It's a very short yacht with giant speakers. It's just loud and short. This is the most annoying, obnoxious looking thing you've ever yeah, seen. And we taped LED lights under it. <laughs> <laughs> it's covered in chalk. I would love a chalk yacht. Yeah. It's, uh... It's been a wild one, man, but here we are. It's been a good decade. I think the 2020 decade is going to be even better. I'm excited for the future. I was talking to, we were just talking in the living room with uh, your girlfriend. She was saying, I was joking. I was like, yeah, past 10 years, sucky. I, I hate myself. She was like, really? 13, 23 is bad? And I was like, obviously I was joking, but I was still just like, she's right. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> there's been bad times. There's been good times. There's, yeah. some reg- there's some massive regrets I have that I really fucked up, and there's some... Things that if I hadn't done it the way I, if I didn't do it right, fuck, I'd be real fucked. So, yeah. luckily, the thing in life is that you don't have to look at your life as a. There aren't. It's not a scoring system. It's you literally just have to stop and look at where you are now and just be like, "Am I okay with this?" Like, I yeah. trust anybody that's just trying to constantly improve. Yeah. Twenty nineteen Jesse way better than twenty eighteen Jesse. Twenty eighteen Jesse, oh my god, thousand times better than any of the ones before that. Yeah. It's just, it's non-stop improvement. If you think that you've just peaked, then you've peaked. You've done it to yourself. Never yeah. think you've peaked. There's yeah. always better shit coming up. There's, the 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 future versions of you are always going to be better and cooler. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just facts. Nobody's cooler than a 95-year-old man who's gotten better every year. Yeah. He could have started at dog shit. As long as he did that by 95, he's a fucking cool-ass dude. So do what we did. Meet, meet your platonic soulmate <laughs> and start a podcast it's beautiful speaking yeah. of the podcast next week uh, i know we went over i'm sorry we we've been doing that lately deal with it we did that one 30 minute episode and we just need to get more out <laughs> we had one 30 minute episode we're just like oh i hate being constricted no more time limits <laughs> uh next week we're doing a monthly movie review Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's a little early in the month, so we're not going to be able to knock out some of the good ones that are coming out in Christmas and uh, and right after Christmas, so no Uncut Gem reviews yet, no Little Women review. I don't think we're going to get to see Bombshell, but we've definitely mm-hmm. seen some good ones already. We're seeing the new Star Wars very soon. I'm sure that will be one of the ones we review. Yeah. Um, I'm so fucking excited. But we'll catch you next week. Thanks All for right. listening. I know we forgot stuff, too. Sorry if I... If forgot I forgot something very important. If I forgot you and I still talk to you, trust me, that's enough. The people <laughs> I talked about that I don't talk to anymore, I hope you're doing well. <laughs>